Hello, ladies. Welcome to the Hourly to Exit podcast. I'm your host, Erin Austin. My goal with every episode is to share information and resources to help you achieve the next level of growth in your expertise-based business. We all know generating income from our expertise is pretty easy. The challenge is in scaling and building a business that can run without you. Join me here every week to make sure you are building an asset that can be used to fund your goals and your legacy. Before we get started though, one little disclaimer, because I'm a lawyer. The information I share on the podcast is general in nature and is provided for information purposes only. It is not to be relied upon nor construed as providing legal advice or legal opinions about any specific issue or set of facts. Now, here we go. Hello, ladies. Welcome to our first episode of the Hourly to Exit podcast. I'm incredibly honored that you've shared your valuable time with me today and hopefully in the future. Our podcast is the place for you if you are the founder of a service-based business whose product is expertise. I'm talking to you consultants, coaches, marketers, designers, creatives, and other professionals. If your business has stable revenue and you understand who your best clients are. If you hit an earnings plateau and you're looking for ways to push through it. If you are doing work that you love and you have clients that you love and you want to make sure that you're building a business that can thrive into the future. If any of that sounds like you, you have found your cohort here. The Hourly to Exit podcast is a place to get answers, support, clarity, and if you need it, get permission to achieve a big, audacious goal, creating a business that you will be able to sell someday. And guess who'll be on that ride with you? Me. I'm also a founder of a service-based business whose product is expertise. I'm transitioning my revenue from a time-based one to one that has leverage, and I'm building my business so that it will someday run independently from me and be a saleable asset so that I can meet my next challenge. I know this isn't the only podcast about scaling a business or about exiting a business. What we will do differently on Hourly to Exit is focused on these issues from a woman's perspective the perspective of the nurturer, the giver, the put myself laster, the I'm not greedier, the good enougher. We need our own podcast because exiting a business isn't just a financial transaction. It's a life-changing transition. It affects everything. For me and you, the life we want to create is the prize. Money is the tool that helps us achieve it. For many men, and I know not all men, it is the other way around. We as women are more concerned about leaving a legacy for our families and our communities and in the world. And we use more of our money to help others. If you follow me on LinkedIn, you know I love to troll Jeff Bezos by comparing and contrasting his activities and his use of his wealth against those of Mackenzie Scott. Hey everyone, a quick word from our sponsor, Think Beyond IP. Think Beyond IP helps your professional services firm build the essential legal and strategic foundation required to confidently scale your business 
by developing, protecting, and leveraging intellectual property assets. You can find us at thinkbeyondip.com. Now, back to the show. Our Women to Women Conversations in the first season will feature some amazing guests, award-winning experts like Jacqueline Malone, whose podcast, The Go-To Gal, is one of Forbes' top 21 podcasts of 2021 and a top 200 marketing podcast on iTunes. Rochelle Moulton, author of The Authority Code. I call her the authority on authority. Rochelle has also built three professional services firms from scratch and sold one of them to Arthur Anderson. And Carol Cox, who's host of the five-star rated Speaking Your Brand podcast and during election season serves as a Democratic political analyst on TV. A few of the things we're going to talk about, shifting into a CEO mindset in a way where you can think bigger that feels authentic and aligned with your values and see that selling your business is an opportunity, not a betrayal. We'll talk about the importance of strong position and building authority, having an articulated niche, as well as how to develop thought leadership, which is an essential element of building authority. The importance of creating and owning assets. In the case of the expertise-based business, yes, that means intellectual property. We'll explore some undervalued assets like community, which are rich sources of insights and data. And we all know what data is. It is 21st century gold. We'll talk about how to create leverage in your business so that your business runs more profitably and independently from you. Don't forget, you, my friend, are your business's most expensive resource. We'll talk about how to switch from an expert-based business model to an expertise-based business model and why it matters. And of course, there'll be plenty of education and fundamentals on selling a business along the way. What acquirers are looking for, what type of revenue you have, and why that matters. And yes, certain types of revenue are considered more valuable than others. As strange as it is to think that $1 doesn't always equal $1. We'll talk about how sale prices of businesses are determined, what the due diligence process looks like, and why you should start getting ready, and when. And to answer the question about when, I can tell you this. The best time to start getting ready is the day you cashed your first check. The second best time is tomorrow. So why does your business need to be ready to sell before you're ready to exit? Well, because you never know when Google will come calling. And that may seem like a joke, but in all seriousness, would you be ready to sell your business? Or should I say, would your business be ready to sell if your biggest client called you tomorrow because they want to bring your function in-house? Well, here's a story that I heard on the podcast of one of my future guests, Jacqueline Malone. Jacqueline was interviewing Agnes Cozera. She was on the podcast to talk about how to monetize a podcast through brand collaborations, which she facilitated through her then current business, which by the way, she's also sold since that episode aired. Then in the last five minutes of the episode, 
almost as a throwaway, it came up that she'd sold a prior business to Google. And this is what she said when Jacqueline asked if she ever imagined she would sell her business to Google and any tips she had for other founders. This is Agnes. Well, this is my version of Agnes. Gosh, no, absolutely not. I've never even could have imagined in a million years that that would have happened. When you're building a company, you just have to focus on building value. I think the other aspect is ensuring that you're buttoned up from a legal and accounting perspective really early, early on. You know, I think a lot of founders, when they first start their first companies or like, oh, you know, I can worry about this later, doing this or that later, incorporating later, or not being mindful of your terms of service or, or how you're harnessing data. So I think, you know, even with Podcorn, which was her then startup, we have counsel on our payroll because that is so necessary. So ensuring you have all those contracts because there's nothing worse you would want for your company to be doing all this good and then someone looks under the hood and it's like, oh shoot, we can't acquire this. It's a mess. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want a mess. I created this podcast and I work with women like you because I want you to be Agnes. I want you to be prepared to take advantage of opportunities that are presented to you. I want you to build a business that you love, that supports your values and your goals for yourself, for your family and for your community. I want you to have the resources to pursue your dreams. I want you to have options and to do this, you must be ready. I, along with my fabulous guests, are committed to helping you scale your business and set it up for a successful eventual exit. It would break my heart if you were to close your business instead of selling it when you're ready to move on because you didn't understand how to build a saleable business. Too many founders are overwhelmed by the prospect of selling a business or some just don't think it's possible. But know this, when you build a business that is scalable, and I know you're all focused on building a scalable business, you're also building a business that is saleable. So you may have noticed that I use the word saleable instead of sellable. Here's the difference. Let's say you own a car. You own it free and clear. The loan is paid off. You got the title in hand. No co-owners. You are of legal age and sound mind. We're just going to use that as an assumption. The car is sellable. You can sell the car. But now let's say that the car is being held together with duct tape. The springs are poking through the seats and it's up on blocks. Is it sellable? Yes. But is it saleable? No, it's not. Saleable means that it has market value. There needs to be a buyer, someone who's willing to buy the car for it to be saleable. And that applies to businesses as well. So here are some clues that your business might not be saleable. If you have not decoupled your income from your time, if you are a generalist who does all things for all types of businesses, if your business is expert dependent instead of expertise driven, if you don't use contracts, if you can't articulate clearly your company's competitive advantages, its growth opportunities, and its ability to produce significant results on capital, 
If you lack clarity and visibility regarding your key business drivers, like your sales pipeline and back office operations, if a significant amount of your revenues is concentrated in a few customers, or if you have sloppy or even worse, no internal controls. The Hourly to Exit podcast is here to make sure you create and maximize the value in your business. With the right preparation, every business, even a service-based business, even a business that was started by trading your time for money, has the potential to be saleable. I'm here to tell you that intellectual property isn't just for the big guys. You create intellectual property every day. Every time you write a blog post, every time you make a presentation, every time you create SOPs for your team, every time you share your intellect, you are creating intellectual property. The key to creating a scalable and saleable business isn't software or patents or the types of business that we read about in Fortune magazine. It is simple. It's just making sure you own and control all of that intellectual property you create every day using your intellect. I work with female founders in my strategic legal practice, Think Beyond IP, to further my mission to help create an economy that works for everyone by helping women turn their businesses into wealth generating assets. They in turn can use their wealth in service of their families, their communities and other positive societal causes. It would be a tragedy for you to work for years, maybe decades, building a successful business to find that it doesn't have value without you. Let's work together to create, leverage, and protect your intellectual property so we can create a business that can scale, thereby maximizing the value of the business while you own it, and also maximizing the value of your business when the time comes to sell it. I know building a business that's saleable can feel overwhelming, but like everything, it is a process. Or should I say, there is a process. When a potential acquirer evaluates a business, they ask themselves the buy versus build question. Is it better to buy a business? We want the answer to be buy when it's time for us to sell our businesses. So the key pillars of having a business that a buyer will decide to buy instead of build it in-house is does your business have exclusivity and does it have predictability? So exclusivity. That means that you own assets that are exclusive to your business and that you have a unique market position. And those together work to create barriers to competition. Predictability means that you have a business that can scale, has predictable forecastable revenue, and can operate without you. So now let's go back to Agnes. The business that Google acquired was called FameBit. FameBit was the leading marketplace where brands like Adidas, L'Oreal, and Office Depot matched with YouTube stars so they could find each other and they could collaborate for branded content. So Google had two choices, buy versus build. They could build their own marketplace internally or they could buy FameBit. So why buy FameBit? Obviously, Google had the resources to build a competing marketplace. They did it because FameBit had exclusivity and predictability. 
FameBit's exclusivity came through its unique market position. It was the leading marketplace for bringing brands and YouTube stars together. Its niche was YouTube stars, not just general social media influencers. That helped that laser-focused market position made it more valuable than perhaps some other agencies. Also, because it was a platform, clearly there were intellectual property assets there. Intellectual property, that is the ultimate exclusivity. What is intellectual property? It is a legal monopoly, and you can't get much more exclusive than that. Also, FameBit had predictability. As Agnes described, they had buttoned up everything from a legal and accounting perspective from very early on. It was properly structured with incorporation. They were mindful of their terms of service, how they harnessed data, and they had their contracts in place. Therefore, Google knew that this was a business that wouldn't fall apart the second they acquired it. It didn't require Agnes to be there and know where all the bodies were hidden. They had a fully formed business that could predictably be run by Google after acquisition and that they would know with comfort, there obviously there's no guarantees, but they could comfortably believe that the success that FameBit was having pre-acquisition would continue and even escalate with Google's additional resources. So here is the way I want you to think about your business and about selling your business. Every business can be mission-driven if the proceeds from the business are used to advance the causes you believe in. Wealth is a resource. The truth is, especially in the U.S. and probably worldwide, wealth equals influence. Wealth equals a voice. Wealth equals impact. And when properly deployed, wealth equals the change you want to see in the world. Maximizing the value of your business, seeking wealth, that is not a selfish act. It is a win, 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 win. It is a source of nurturing for your family. It is a source of income and meaningful work for your employees. It is a source of value for your clients and is a source of funding for you to become everything that you are capable of becoming. No matter how much we enjoy this current chapter, whether it's this current chapter in our professional lives or the current chapter in our lives as parents or as we pursue other interests, there will always be a next chapter. And that's a good thing. That's part of our growth. And preparing for the next chapter, well, that's just smart. So think about what will your next chapter be and will you be ready? So please gather around the hourly to exit hearth for strategic, tactical, and moral support to be ready for your next chapter. I'll see you again soon, ladies. Thanks for listening. Do not forget to check out the show notes for links to connect with today's guest and for the resources, offers, and organizations that we discussed. You can also find the links at hourlytoexit.com backslash podcast. If you got value from this episode, please subscribe. And I'd be so grateful for a review. I'm here to support your journey.